What's going on, America? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Black Rifle Coffee. You need to stop what you're doing. If you're drinking Starbucks, throw it out the window. If you're drinking Dunkin' Donuts, it's not quite as bad, but still throw it out the window. You need to be drinking America's coffee. Not only am I proud to have known these guys for eight years now, uh, I consider them friends. They put their money where their mouth is. They give millions of dollars every single year to veterans. So you need to support a company that is not only America's coffee, but they give back to Americans. Every single one of you go to blackriflecoffee.com now. All right, what's going on, America? And welcome to Wednesday. Wednesday. It's not windy today, though. Here we go. It's already starting. Welcome to Wednesday. Dead coming. Welcome to Wednesday's edition of the Dear America podcast. My mouth is dry. I think maybe we just need to stop at this point. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. I uh, today is Wednesday, Wednesday. Today is mm-hmm. Wednesday. There you go. There you um, go. Oh, by the way, I already know that you hadn't seen the original, but you know what the Adams family is. I do. I've seen the original Adams family. You've seen the yes. Adams family? Okay. Well, ne- <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> they're making a new. Uh, they're making a new series on Netflix called Wednesday. And it's based around Wednesday Adams and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I'm actually pretty excited about it. I like uh, I like I like the Adams family. And I've heard that Christina Ricci is going to make a uh, appearance in there. So that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, okay. I want to talk about this for a minute. So uh, the Game of Thrones new prequel series, mm-hmm. House of the Dragon has already premiered. It premiered on Sunday. And uh, to rave reviews, et cetera, and and for those of you who have ever watched any of the Game of Thrones, you know that it's a very violent show, right? It's a very violent show. Um, I question how long they're going to be able to go with this show because it's very... uh, patriarch, right? Like, you know, a woman can't take the throne and blah, 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 blah. First of all, okay, here's the thing that irritates me. Uh, The whole premise of this show is about a family that has control over dragons. And your issue is, well, I think it's sexist that no woman can get the throne. We're talking about dragons here, people. It's a make-believe show. But that, believe it or not, is not what has people up in arms about the show. I watched it so I could be able to talk about it. <clears throat> there is a scene in the show where, and spoiler alert, if you plan on watching the show, it, I'm sorry. It's Wednesday now. You should have watched it already. Um, And Zach, if you plan on watching it, you haven't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to watch it. I'm fixing to spoil it for you. I don't care. So I watched it because I want to know what the big, you know, uproar was about. There's this scene where the, um, the, the, the wife of the king, uh, he already has a daughter, but he's wanting a son, right? Like for, uh, to, uh, his successor for the throne, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, uh, she's given birth. It's a breach birth. And there comes a point in the scene where they got to make a decision 
on does he let them both die or they do, do they go in there and try to save the baby, right? And this is like ancient world times. So they got to go in there. They got to get that baby. And it's been, I mean, you know, it's pretty graphic thing, right? But it's not any more graphic than any other Game of Thrones thing that I've ever seen. I mean, Game of Thrones is is pretty, pretty rough, right? And so what is so crazy to me is people are outraged at the scene, not because of how, like, graphic it was, but because the king made the decision to save the baby without the woman's consent to do so. That's what they're mad about from the scene. And first of all, I would argue, have you, oh, and some people were, you know, like, I just can't believe how graphic it was, them C-section and trying to get that baby out. Well, have any of you actually seen a real C-section? Like, it's like alien up in there, man. Like, you know, it just, I mean, it's rough. But it's amazing to me, this is where I'm going with this. It's amazing to me how many people are, horrifically bothered. Some people even going on to say, I threw up in my mouth. It was so horrific between the non-consent, between the graphic nature of having to get the baby out of the womb, et cetera. People were up in arms about it. It's amazing to me that people can get that upset about a fictional movie, whereas I know for a fact that woman is fine. <laughs> she, in fact, was not brutally murdered uh, whilst trying to get a, yeah. a, a mythical child out of her womb. It's not real. But yet these same people are pro-choice people that have no problems with the actual real dismemberment of babies who do not give consent, by the way for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me how people can be so hypocritical and show it through TV and show it through Hollywood, right? That's the interesting thing to me. So the House of Dragons premiered. People lose their mind because there's a scene where a woman uh, doesn't get to choose um, <laughs> and a mythical baby is C-sectioned out of her and that has just outraged the entire world because it's so graphic, it's so horrible, and and that woman didn't consent to being killed, right? Like, that's yeah. what it amounts to because back in those days, you got a C-section, you ain't living, right? Like, yeah. you know, but yet they're completely okay without a baby consenting to being brutally chopped up into pieces and murdered. It's just baffling to me. It's just baffling to me. So there's my, there's my pop culture TV reference, bringing it all the way around to Christian values there for you. Cacao, hit the applause for that. Um, people are hypocrites, man. They 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 just they just are. Um, this episode we've I, this episode is devoted to today. Joe Biden is expected to announce student loan forgiveness. We're going to break it down what it is. We're going to break it down uh, what it actually means, and I'm going to break down why I believe. That Christians, Americans should not be on board with this, and this should not be okay with everyone. Uh, I'm going to do my best to break it down as much as I know, as knowledgeable as I know about it, and I'm also going to bring scripture into it as to why Christians should not be supporting this. But before we get into why Joe Biden sucks, let's get into his sponsor. 
All right, guys, the economy is in trouble. And honestly, don't let Biden's team fool you that, ooh, gas is in $3 and something. Well, it's still $2 higher than what it was before you got in there. And you also need to look at the green number, which is still right at or above $5 a gallon for ge- for, for diesel. For diesel. Listen to me. It's only going to get worse, and you need to protect what is yours by checking out Birch Gold. You need to go and see how you can protect your savings, what you've been trying to save up for your family, uh, your retirement funds, et cetera. You need to go, and it is super simple. All you got to do is text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now to get a free info kit from Birch Gold on how precious metals can protect your money. Free information is vital information, and that's why you have no reason not to text the word Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M to 989898. Okay. All right. So let's get into this. Zach, I don't know if you know this, but Joe Biden's had a pretty rough two years. Really? Um, it's been pretty good. It's not been good. It, it really? really it really has been worse than anybody could have possibly <laughs> imagined. It it, it could, been great. It could possibly be. And so um, I also don't know if you know this. Oh, by the way. Congrats to uh, Anna Paulina Luna. Uh, hit the applause on winning her primary last night. A good, good, dear friend of ours. Absolutely just cleared it out in Florida. Uh, round of applause for Matt Gates, another good friend of ours. Absolutely clearing it out in Florida. And yet another round of applause keep it going. for my friend Corey Mills, all down in Florida. Absolutely laying it down. Uh, in their primary elections to win the GOP um, nomination uh, down there in Florida, trying to keep Florida free. It is officially going to be Ron DeSantis versus Charlie Crist. Um, or I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not Christ. <laughs> so that would be really awkward. I would change. That would be my, awkward, I would yeah. change my name. If my last name was Christ. I'd be like, oh, I'm pretty sure I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you know, uh, no man is supposed to have that name. But either way, um, I see. I, I just do, man. I, I think I think Ron DeSantis is going to mop the floor Ooh, with this guy. One hundred percent. Uh, Anna's district looks like it's most likely going to go red because it was Charlie Crist district and he left it to go run for governor, mm. et cetera. Uh, Matt Gates down there in Pensacola. My family lives down there. He's got that. And, and so, uh, you know, I would be remiss not to talk about, um, you know, what, what, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing is I think we're going to have a really, really strong red wave. As me and Marjorie Taylor Greene talked about, do I think it's going to be this red wave where we get 70 newton? No. Do I think it's going to be a strong red wave? Yeah, I do. I think 15 really, really, really strong candidates that at least on the surface claim to believe, which I believe them, in American values and Christian values, et cetera. Yeah, I think I think I think we do. I think we got a really good shot. So I had to give them a shout out. But this is to talk about Joe Biden. Joe Byron. <laughs> you ever seen that TikTok? I'm what, not. what would you say to Joe Byron right now? Because <laughs> uh, he Byron. goes, he goes in the thing, man, you gotta get him a party. He goes, it's a TikTok video. He goes, Who's the president right now? And this guy on the street goes, Joe Byron. <laughs> just like that and he goes what would you say to joe byron right now uh anyway so joe byron 
<laughs> is expected today to announce $10,000 in student loan debt forgiveness. Um, I, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on why I think it's bad. And then I'm going to back it up with some scripture on this. Actually, you know what? I may start it backed up with scripture first. So reports are that Joe Biden is expected to announce $10,000 student loan forgiveness program today, Wednesday. By the time you listen to this, maybe he's already done it. Knowing him, perhaps he's asleep and he hadn't quite done it yet, but he's supposed to do it today. Um, it is reported that the $10,000 is going to be for Families or individuals, I guess it's individuals, you don't do a family student loan, just individuals yeah. that make $125,000 or less a year, um, that's it. Now, and I'm going to say the things I'm going to say today by saying that this affects me personally. Not me, but Alyssa don't make $125,000 a year. Alyssa works uh, charity, nonprofit, she makes $0 in money. And so if they go based off of individuals, well, she don't make no money. So she should get $10,000, you know, taken off her student loan debt. And uh, this affects me personally when I say this. So I want you to know this isn't coming from a place of, oh, Graham, you know, of course it's easy for you to say that, da 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 da. No, I mean, 10 grand's 10 grand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and um, everyone in this office is probably going to benefit from this. Um, and so I don't know how Zach really is looking at me right now while I'm talking about these things. No, I disagree. I disagree um, with it. I want to start off by saying, hang on, let me take a sip of water before we uh, hurt everybody's feelings. It's good cold water. Oh, man, it's really good. I, I want to say, just to go ahead and get it out there and open, I 1 million percent disagree with student loan debt Forgiveness in every way, shape, form, or fashion. I do not think that it's fair. I do not think that it's right. I do not think that it is uh, moral. I do not think that it is uh, reflects the values of what we're supposed to do. If you take money, you should pay it back. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 the reason why I believe this is ten thousand dollars in student loan debt for $125,000 a year or less. If you make $126,000 a year, you get stuck with a $300 billion, and that's an estimate. If we know anything about estimates, it's probably low. It's probably going to be more like five, six, seven hundred billion dollars yep. um, in additional taxes. So <clears throat> let's, let's just pave the way through a couple illusions, that is political illusions, and then I want to talk to you from some scripture things on this as well. <clears throat> it's very easy. Everybody can do it, especially the Christians that are against me on this. Uh, all you got to do is be like, scripture's on debt, and pow, it just pops up. Multitudes <laughs> of things. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible talks about money a lot. I don't know if you know this. The Bible, it, wait, it does? It really does Whoa. talk about money. Um, anyway, okay. So first of all, first and foremost, on the political side of things, this is a political Scam. It's a uh, prestige, as uh, magicians would call mm -hmm. it. They're they're making you look over here because on the back end they're trying to get over here. This is a push to try to get the Democratic voters who are upset with Joe Biden, which there's a lot of them, to try to be a little less upset come November in the midterm. Well, now they're gonna feel like they owe him <clears throat> something since he 
helped him get Woo, rid of 10 grand. You gave us $10,000. It's the same thing that happened uh, when, you know, they, they wanted to, uh, Biden promised that, you know, you'd get $2,000 or whatever in stimulus checks and all this other kind of stuff and literally bought a vote for $2,000. You know, I, I mean, it's crazy. That's what this is. Okay. And they do this through political, you know, semantics and, and, and hiding. Again, there is no such thing as federal debt forgiveness. There is no such thing. It is not real. It is a lie. It is a scam. In fact, the title of this episode will probably be Biden's student loan forgiveness is a scam. And then I'm probably going to put, and every American and Christian should be worried. Something like that. It's going to be a long title. But there is no such thing. There's no such thing. Because how can the federal government forgive money that is lended out? Like, you have to ask the honest questions. Like, how can they do that? I don't know if you know this. How is the federal government funded? Through taxes, right? Uh, you know, for some of you might have been sitting there, but I bet a lot of you went, taxes, exactly right. Mm-hmm. If we stop paying taxes tomorrow, federal government would be dead in three days. I, I mean, they just would be. And it's so crazy to me that the American people forget this every single time. The illusion that they're going to forgive $10,000 in student loan is a lie. Just like PPP loans, okay? PPP loans. It, it sounded good. Okay, they're going to give you some money because COVID is messing everybody up. They're going to give you this money, and they're going to forgive the money. No, that is part of that $1.3 whatever trillion dollars it was added to the national debt. Okay, because think of it like this. How could it be added to the national debt? Well, the $1.3 trillion was to, to give people the money for the PPP loan. No, 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 no. It becomes debt to the federal government when they have no way to get it back. Right? Mm -hmm. So therefore, they can't do that. So what's the lie? The lie is they add $1.3 trillion to the national debt. Uh, The country starts going into recession. Uh, Inflation starts going up. The Federal Reserve starts raising prices over and over and over again. Houses become more expensive. Gas becomes more expensive. Taxes become more expensive to get a home loan. Even if you have pristine credit, you're looking at 6 or 7% interest rates. This is how they get the money back. There is no such thing as federal debt forgiveness. There's no, it's not real. That's, that's a lie. That is a lie, a lie, a lie. I don't know how else to try to explain this to Americans, to Christians especially, uh, to just the left, etc. There's no such thing as forgiveness of federal debt. And what's worse about this is they're not even trying to hide it. It literally says right here before the man even says it, it is projected American taxpayers will pay an estimated $300 billion in additional taxes. They're not even trying to hide it. And everybody's like, oh, this will be great for so many people. How? (laughs) How will this be great? So let's bring in some Bible verses to this, because I know there's a lot of Christians that are just screaming at me right now, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, A lot of people want to point to, uh, you've got two types of Christians. You've got the first part of Psalm 3721 Christians, and you got the second part of Psalm uh, 3721 Christians. What does Psalm 3721 say, Graham? Don't worry, I'm going to tell you. 
Psalm 37, 21 says this, the wicked borrows, but does not pay it back. I am that Christian. (laughs) I am that side of the aisle. But then in the same verse, and admittedly, because we tell the truth on this show, in the same verse, it says, the wicked borrows, but does not pay back. But the righteous is generous and gives. So then you got the other Christians be like, but Graham, real Christians are righteous and generous and they give. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so let's talk about this. Uh, first of all, if you borrow money and you don't pay it back, the Bible says that that's wicked. Those are wicked things to do, right? It's just the way it is. Uh, there's a bunch of other verses that says, uh, you know, owe no one nothing. Uh, it's better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. In other words, it's better for you not to take a debt at all than to take a debt and then not pay it. Um, and then Proverbs 22, 7 says, literally don't take money because the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. These are <laughs> literal things in the Bible right there. I mean, you know, it's not me making it up. But let's dissect Psalms 37, 21, because that's everybody's favorite. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the back end. Uh, But the righteous is generous and gives. So this is where Christians get this messed up. And I mean this in, in the most loving way possible. This is where Christians get this messed up. I agree with you. As Christians, we should be, and even as Americans, as well off Americans, I believe that we should be generous. I believe that we should give. But there's a difference between um, being a blessing versus a force-mandated additional tax burden, right? Okay, so for those of you, well, Jesus would have been a socialist. No, he would not, okay? Um, People always talk about, well, you know, when people are hurting and Social Security and all this other kind of stuff, the Bible actually talks about that the church is actually supposed to do that. And by doing that, they mean people tithing and giving above and beyond tithing and whatnot. The church should help out financially to the communities and people around them. At no point in the Bible does it say that it is righteous and generous to give by submitting to a mandated additional $300 billion tax that they're going to put on you, et cetera. So what is a blessing, right? What is a blessing? A blessing is when you can bless someone, either financially, uh, through acts of service, acts of kindness, whatever, and it doesn't negatively affect other people. This ain't a blessing. Okay, and so all the Christians are like, well, the, the it also says that the righteous gives. True, it don't say nothing about the righteous agrees to a tax bill that we had no say so over. Yep. How, do you see what do, do do you see what Christians like to do there? And then Americans who aren't Christians that want to finger point at Christians will say, see there, the Bible says that Jesus would have done this. No, he wouldn't have. We are warping the definition of what a blessing is. We're warping the definition of what generosity actually is. And we are putting it under this shrouded, dark veil that generosity, blessing, goodness, uh, charity should be forced upon people. That's no longer a blessing. Is it a blessing when I pay Zach his salary? No, that's his salary. That's what he's supposed to get. A blessing would mean, you know, doubling his salary that month just because. That sounds like a good month. 
Don't get excited, Zach. I'm just saying that would be a blessing with no strings attached to it, right? Not, hey, now that I gave you that extra money, I need you to work 40 more hours. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like we are, we are, we are, we are diluting and perverting our own words and definitions of what makes us a generous society as Christians, what makes us righteous, uh, or at least try to be righteous. We are perverting all of these things. And I also think if I can switch back to the political American side of me for a moment, I also think that it's bull that the stipulations are if you make $125,000 or less, you get $10,000 of student loan forgiven, wiped off the bat. And we've already said that's not real, right? But it makes you feel better on the front end. I think it's garbage that people that have been trying to pay their student loan debts for the past 15, 20 years been doing the right thing every single month for 15, 20 years. They finally make something of themselves, and they make $126,000 a year. You get nothing. And not only do you get nothing, well, I say you get nothing, you get an additional $300 billion tax bill. Now, some of you will be listening and say, well, Graham, technically that'll be, you know, distributed out even amongst the people that get the $10,000 student loan forgiveness. And my response to that is, the people that ain't been paying their student loans, you really think they're going to pay that tax bill? I'm being honest. The answer is no. <laughs> That's not how it works. The people that been paying taxes, the people that been paying the bills, they're the ones that's going to actually, you know what? That we're not even the ones that are going to be dealing with this. You are taking a $10,000 payoff to make you feel better rolling into the November midterms so your children's children will be stuck with your selfishness. Got real quiet in your car right now. I know it did. Got real quiet in your car because that is the truth. This entire thing, that the whole world is talking about because there's so many people that are excited about it. It is based in the act of selfishness. Okay. I know that some people took student loans because they needed it, but I also know that there is no oversight really of student loan lending. You can be an 18 year old kid and apply for a Sally Mae loan and get $100,000 at 18 years old when your college really only costs like $20,000 total. And you can do that every year. But at 24 years old, you can't get a $100,000 business loan to save your life. So the vast majority of people who have these astronomical amounts of student loan debts, you did it for selfish reasons. So you could party up and hang out and do what you wanted to do in college. And before I get the nasty emails from the lawyers and the doctors and everything, every single thing I say has an asterisk next to it. And it is. If I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you. If you're a doctor <laughs> and you have $200,000 in student loan debts, but you're a doctor, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the liberal arts major 
that has $300,000 in student loan debts because they were in college for seven years to get a four-year degree, and they've been living life up. That's who I'm talking to. Because if we're being honest, a vast majority of Americans, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think student loans should be like the, the military does it. Did you know that the military, men and women who have to go to war, for their educational benefits, did you know that if they don't make a C and or if they drop out of a class or don't finish a class, they have to pay the money back? That's the way it should be for everybody because then it forces you to actually pay attention in your classes and to do a good job. Yeah, but these are these are There's men and women. These are men and women that went to war to earn that. And the army says if you don't make a C, you fail the class or you drop out of the class, you got to pay that money back. And they're going to take it straight out of your check, homie. <laughs> like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The second you don't make a C, you drop out of the class or you fail it, they start recouping it out of your check right then. I have literally seen people walk home with 500 bucks from a check for months until, until it's paid back. Mm. Literally have seen it happen. So again, I say this is all bread and selfishness. And the biggest part of this is why do I think Christians need to pay attention to this is because I think that Christians are buying into the lie that we are being generous. The lie that we are being righteous. The lie that we are living as Christ would want us to live because we're trying to help people out. But you're not really helping people out because you're punishing others to make other people feel better. That's not Christ-like. That's not generous. That's not charity. It's a lie. All of this, all of this is a lie. It's a scam. Every single bit of it is a scam. And we still continue all the time, over and over and over again, to let this stuff happen always. I will say this. If the church really wanted to, and I'm going to end on this note, if the church really wanted to be generous, uh, why don't you start in your congregation, why don't you start finding out people's student loans, helping them pay it off? Oh, there's an idea. Oh, well, well, we can't, we can't do that. Why? 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 Why can't you? That's what I'm saying. If we're going to be real Christians, if we want to be real Americans, if we want to be really generous, then go pay off somebody's student loans or go give them 10 grand or be like, you know what? I'm going to give you a thousand bucks a month to help pay off your student yeah. loans. You know what I'm saying? Like be a real community, be a real church instead of being like, well, we agree with the government because some people need this $10,000 help, but you're being ignorant to the fact that it's actually not loan forgiveness. It's loan, like, like transplanting. Like you're just putting it in a different spot. It's not real. And to the men and women who have worked your butt off to make something for yourself, I applaud you and I commend you. Keep standing firm. Keep doing right. Keep doing the right things, even though it seems like we're never going to be rewarded for it because that's what we're actually supposed to do. That's all we got for this episode of the Dear America podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's only going to get weirder. It's only going to get more crazy. Um, <laughs> 
I'm excited to see what the next couple months and years has for us. Stay strong. Keep praying. Believe the Bible. I'll see you all again next time.